It's Fox Top 5, the podcast where the hosts always agree to disagree. This week, host and correspondent of Fox and Friends, Todd Pyro. Nothing causes more angst throughout our family than Seafood Festival. And host of Parked and Ride to Work on Fox Nation, Abby Hornacek. St. Patrick's Day, when the leprechauns come. Come together to share their top five favorite family traditions. Here are this week's hosts, Todd and Abby. Hey, everyone. I really decided to do that in my full-on anchor voice because I haven't anchored in a month and a half. Let's that try was beautiful, that. Uh, Todd. That was beautiful, right? I'm going to um, read what's on the script because, you know, I haven't read from a script in a month and a half either. Welcome to Fox Top 5. I'm Todd Pyro, host and correspondent and team member of Fox and & Friends. And I'm joined by the one, the only, your Fox Nation host, Abby Harnasek. Each week, as you know, some of your favorite Fox host reporters and personalities pair up and share their top five of any given topic. And this week, it says drum roll, please. So I'm going to read it. And I'm not going to, oh, you're going to do the drum roll. I got your that drum roll for you. Does that sound uh, okay? This week, oh, that's amazing. It actually sounds like a drum. Uh, on Fox Top 5, we're going to talk about our top five family or holiday traditions. It says Abby, kick it off for us. Let's hear what your number I five would love tradition to is. Todd, but, did you practice that intro? That was really I good. Mean, you talk about the top five anchorings of ever done in <laughs> the history That was top of one that I've ever that heard. That was top one. But you know, Hornacek, everybody's all nicey-nicey right now because everybody's trying to come together as a nation. I'm never coming together with you on one thing. And I think you know Uh-oh. what it is. Do I? Oh, no. Take a look, Hornacek. Oh. Just for UCLA. you. UCLA. Oh, gr- uh. In case you don't know, I have a UCLA jacket and hat on. Why? Why would Why? you know? You're listening. Nobody's watching this. But this UCLA jacket, my parents got it for for Christmas a couple years ago. And it's like built for somebody who's triple XL. So my wife does not allow me to wear this. Also, UCLA's horrible at every sport. So They are. And you know what? USC yeah. is obviously better. I did not come prepared with my USC gear. So I, I, you won this one, but that's about the only thing that UCLA will win. And sadly, I literally have no comeback. Number five. With that, Abby Harnasek, kick us off with the real reason we're here. Number five on your family holiday list. Just to be clear, number five is we're, we're increasing, right? Like sure. we're counting down to number one. Number one is our favorite. Yes. It could go both ways. Okay. Number five, I realize we have a lot of family traditions, Todd, and I realize that all of them have to do with Christmas because it's my favorite holiday. So I tried to mix some other ones in there. So number five is 4th of July in Coronado. Every year, my family goes to Coronado for the 4th. And there's this little parade in town, and it is the best thing of all time because it's a military town. So you have, back before 9-11, you had the flyovers, and you have all of the older people with their cars and the American flags. It's super patriotic. And one person even paints their house every single year in an American flag. It'd be like you painting your house in UCLA colors. And my brother decided to put me in a wagon because I was in a wheelchair. He put me in a wagon and dragged me all the way up to town to see the parade. So I have a lot of great memories with my family doing that. It's it's really hot. There's a ton of people, but you feel the patriotism. We've been going there. My parents have been there for for 30 years. So it's kind of our second home. And they call us Zonies. And I'm like, no, I have been going here since I was zero years old. You know? It's beautiful. What is your number five, Todd? Um, This one's making me a little sad, honestly, just because I I don't see it happening this year. Uh, It is the Mother's Day flower plant. Um, 
grew up in northern Jersey, but now uh, my family's at the shore. Um, and so we used to have a shore house that's now their real house. And uh, every Mother's Day since, oh gosh, I can remember, especially when I was living out on the West Coast there in California, I would always come back for Mother's Day and get the house ready for summer. And one of the things that I would do is always do the flowers and the garden for my mom. And it was always a big a big fun day. My mom would be like, I'm proud of you. That's You're my so boy. Nice. And I'd be there like my hands covered in dirt. Um, I'm a little bit worried that that may not happen this year just because of obvious social distancing. And uh, they're a little bit older. Um, just kind of want to be away from mm -hmm. them for the time being. But you know what? It's a tradition that will come back. And it just it's it's one of those things that sort of kicks off summer for me and is is a is a fun time. So. That's really nice. That's really, really now nice. Now that I've brought What's everybody your down. <laughs> well, let's bring everyone back up. When you come up to do the drive to work thing, mm -hmm. if I can do it with you, what we'll do is I'll take you for a Taylor ham, egg, and cheese. Really? You promise? I promise. Wow, you just jumped from, well, I don't know what number you are, off the list to number one on my list. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm kidding, Todd. You've always been on the list. I'm off the list for most people, <laughs> including some of those I live with. You know, what's your face? Uh, Dana had uh, uh, Dennis Quaid on. And you know, I do a lot of stuff on Dana's show. My wife's never watched me once on Dana's show. Dennis Quaid's there. She's like, clear the schedule. We got to <laughs> see Quaid. Number four. What's number four on your list, Abby? Number four. So again, it's another holiday related one. St. Patrick's Day. When oh. the leprechauns come. Every year growing up, the leprechauns would come to the house while we were sleeping. And I have two older brothers. So we would set up these traps and they were very elaborate traps. We would use lucky charms and string and these cardboard boxes. And we would try to trip the leprechauns. It sounds kind of cool now. We, we just wanted to catch them to be friends with them, you know? And weirdly, we never caught one, unfortunately. But the Seriously? leprechauns would come. I know, it's got to step up our game. Yeah. But the leprechauns would come and they would flip over all of the furniture. So we'd walk out to just this mess of furniture. Our milk would be green. One year, our dogs were even spray painted green. Not with spray paint, but I think it was that hairspray. Right. The leprechauns were really mischievous. But it was so fun because we didn't know what would the couch be flipped over. We don't know. And all yours are so wholesome and so nice. If I did St. Patrick's Day, we'd have to cancel this and I'd be fired. The Jersey going to New York on St. Patrick's Day. It's a oh tradition, boy. unlike any other. Um, yeah, and it involves bad liquids that make yeah. you very sick. <laughs> through through both of yours, I, I want to join your family. Sounds oh, so nice. Well, you know, come on over, Todd. We'll yeah. have you. Well, you, I, if, I'll make a deal. Whatever, if your number four is good enough, you can be adopted. Oh, into well, you're going to like my number four because um, of what happened the last time we did this. My wife's family, there's a really nice family reunion in the summer where people fly in from all over and, and her family is huge. Her mom's one of like 15 or something. It's crazy. So there's a lot of people. We all get together on a, a, a really nice property in Connecticut and we do, you know, fun stuff. But they, you know, it's, it's tough with that many people. You have to bring your own chairs. And so I'm thinking, okay, we're going to be outside. What do I have that we can sit on? It were, uh, I had my, my UCLA sort of like, you know, tailgate chairs. Well, wouldn't you know- Amanda's Sorry, I lost cousin, interest. Oh, uh, well, no, you're gonna like this part. Amanda's <laughs> cousin Darius <laughs> Just moved out to the West Coast as a young man for school. And he went to downtown LA for his education, a little school called the University of Southern California. Fight so on. So I, I went to go get a drink and my uh, chairs ended up in the woods. In the woods? Yeah, he threw them. They sound like people I want to be friends with. Can you make the introduction for me? I can. I can. They're, you know, Thank you're you. in Arizona. You know, I just had this thing with, I did this Top Gun 
thing and I, I did a flight with the Blue Angels. Yes. And this video's been passed around and I can't share it yet because the special hasn't come out yet. Right. But I was talking a huge game and I'm like, you know what? Go as fast as you can. You know, pull. let's pull nine Gs, you know? Ooh, and they no. don't wear G suits. And they taught me the hick maneuver, right? And <laughs> I'm so cocky going into this plane. And right first thing we did, we pulled 7.2 Gs. He went straight up into the air out like a light and not only was I out my whole body flew forward and then he did some spins so my body was just floating in the air <laughs> and I woke up and I said I think I just broke my neck I need an adjustment I, I sent the video to the chiropractor here in Arizona he's like are you okay do you need to get in right away and um I thought I pulled every muscle in my body and then I just I threw up I threw up times. right on camera there was a GoPro right in my face I threw up a total I passed out twice no, I passed out three times. I threw up twice. So you beat me a number of G's. I beat you a number of times puking. Wait, so you puked more and pulled less G's. I, I at 6.3, I was out. It is so done. tough, Todd. Yeah. I couldn't do it again. I mean, I give those men and women so much credit. But One day we'll have to do like a tandem. I'll, dr I'll fly yeah, the plane and you can sit in the back. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Larry David. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> The countdown continues after this. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Number three. So what is number three on your list? Christmas Eve, one of oh. my favorite days of the year. We have so many family traditions getting ready for Christmas Eve. And one of my favorites is all three kids, so me and my two brothers, sleep in my other brother's room. It originated in Utah because uh, where my brother Tyler's room was located was in direct eye shot of the Christmas tree. So my dad would come in and read us the night before Christmas. We would all fall asleep. I would sleep on the floor. My other brother would sleep on the floor. And then my brother was in the bed. And we'd get up at like four in the morning every single year, just not setting alarm. Just we were so excited. And we'd go to check to make sure Santa came and, and took a bite out of the cookie. We would make sure that the carrots were gone because that means the reindeer ate them and, and they were ripe enough carrots for fueling the reindeer. And then we'd go back to bed, wake up at seven and all run out at the same time. My poor parents, they're like, our kids do not sleep ever. But it was really great because we got to spend time with my brothers. And it was the first time I learned that my oldest one snores really, really loud, really wow. loud. Bless Calling them out. Yeah, you know, wow. bless my sister-in-law's heart because she has to listen to that snoring. But it was great because sometimes we'd wake up and we would start talking and it'd be like two in the morning and then we couldn't fall asleep. It, I miss those days. I really do. Again, you're three for three with wholesomeness. <laughs> I, you're, every single one of your entries should be its own Hallmark movie. <laughs> are you? Well, you know, I it's, I give the credit to my parents because my parents were, are really great about keeping the family traditions alive. And that's so important. And I think that's a big takeaway. You know, obviously we're all going through some stuff right now. It's so important to sort of remember that these traditions are what make our lives so important. And yeah, you may have to skip some of them because mm -hmm. of what we're going through right now, but they'll come back better than ever uh, on, on the on the backside. That's right. Coming back better than ever. Because, you know, you grow up and then your brothers or your family members are across the country. And right. then, you know, you're like, oh, man, that tradition died. But no, it didn't die. Because one day, everyone's going to come back. We'll do it again. What's and your number three, Todd? Number three, 
nothing causes more angst throughout our family than seafood festival. Let me explain why. My cousin George and I, we want this to be the largest thing ever. In fact, in 2017, when we did it, we hadn't done it in a few years, and we called, had a big banner that said, make seafood festival great again. That's how intense we were. We had a banner, Abby Horn said, but uh, seafood I wasn't festival, invited, wow. I didn't know you then. Well. Um, but seafood festival is this thing where my cousin and I want to invite every single person we've ever met down to my parents' house, and everybody is supposed to bring a dish, but nobody brings it. It's mostly like my, my cousin, myself, my mom, my dad, and all my uncles providing really, really awesome seafood for everybody at the Jersey Shore. And then we have a, a soft, a, a wiffle ball game, wiffle ball game out in front of the house. Love a lot of ball. drinking, a lot of fun. It is the most fun, but my wife hates it. My mom hates it. Why? All the lady, because it's a lot of work for the lady folk, according to the lady folk. And if you would have told me when I woke up this morning, I would use the word lady folk. I would be <laughs> I've shocked. I've never heard that before. Yeah, well. Lady folk, I'm gonna start using lady that. Lady folk. Am I so, a member of the lady folk? If you complain about all the work that goes into seafood festival, then yes. You <laughs> I, can be, can I be a lady, lady folk, folk and play wiffle ball? Because wiffle yes. ball is my jam. That's the thing. Oftentimes the lady folk don't like the wiffle ball. You get what? some people, I know, you're athletic. I, feel I don't like know if you, I'm a lady folk. I feel like you bring a new je ne sais quoi to the whole wiffle ball experience. Whoa, say that one more time. Je ne sais quoi. It's Russian. Um, Can I come next year? Yeah. yeah. If we end up having it, the next time we end up having it, I'm gonna need you I'm, to turn I'm that going, if into a when because it's I'm going crazy. But we might not be able to do it this year for you know the, the sad stuff. Right. But, but next year, bringing it back. <laughs> I will bring a seafood dish, but just forewarning to get to Jersey Shore. I assume I, I don't have a car, so I'm gonna have to take the train. So if, if you're okay with my seafood dish riding on the train for a couple hours, I'll bring one. The New Jersey Transit people will be happy to see. <laughs> Number two. two. Number two on your list, Abby Hornacek. Every year, my brothers and I gift my mom a Christmas village. Do you know what the Christmas villages are? They're like these a little- A David Winter cottage? They're, yeah, they're kind of like, I don't know what that is, but it sounds similar. It's, it's yeah. like a little porcelain house. Yeah. So every year we get her a new house, but we're so into this Christmas village. We've been getting her one for years. And I, I can't really guess how many she probably, I would say over 50, maybe yeah. 60, but we don't just get houses. We get- we get things to make an entire village. So we go all out. So the day after Thanksgiving, not only do we take our Christmas card, which that's a whole nother story. We get really into our Christmas cards. We climb onto our roof and pretend like we're reindeer. But we set up this Christmas village and my mom makes us homemade hot chocolate. And it takes us about five to six hours to complete. But it's really great because with the homemade hot chocolate and my brothers, and we get creative with it because every year we add a new house. So we're like, where are we going to put this? And it's become a family tradition. What's your number two? Number two, the reason I'm wearing the Eli jersey, and this was a substitution for Thanksgiving, because at Thanksgiving, it didn't date, you know, a lot of people. So it just is what it is. It's Thanksgiving. There's turkey. Everybody has the same thing. Uh, the reason I'm wearing the Giants jersey is because I thought more long and hard. My giant, my dad and I really share the whole Giants fandom. And, uh, you know, one of the things I love doing, even though they've been horrible the last couple of years, uh, as I get older, going to games with my dad. It's a re royal hassle to get there from where I live. I work early morning, so it's always a, a, a tough turn after the game to then when I have to wake up. But putting it all together, you realize these are memories that you don't know if you're going to have too much longer. And just being able to go to the games with my dad, he gets so fired up. He's a 
typically a mild manner man, but you know, now at like 78, he yells at like 25 <laughs> year olds that are jacked. You know, like the typical Jersey guy with the muscles. If they're wearing another team's jersey, he will turn around and give them, you know what? Um, That's and, great. And we've been watching the games, uh, the, the championship, the last couple uh, of nights together, talking about them and going over play calling and stuff like that. So, do you have a favorite memory at one of those games with your dad, or a favorite game? Um, the, the the game that really sticks out to me the most. There are two of them. There's the the 31-3 drubbing of the Chicago Bears en route to the Giants' second Super Bowl. The most fun game, there are a few. There's one I broke my dad's rib picking him up when Victor Cruz scored a touchdown. Sorry, what? Big Pete. Yeah, it was, a, it was a, a crossing pattern that Victor Cruz just took to the house, um, and they beat the Redskins. You took then your dad to the house. Yeah, I took my dad to the house called the <laughs> hospital. Um, and then there was, there was the time where uh, the Giants beat the Broncos. Giants were having a horrible year. Broncos were undefeated on their way to the Super Bowl, but they came into the Meadowlands, and uh, it was my first TV internship year. Um, so I remember that vividly. I was, I was living at home for that semester, went to the game with my dad, and they won. So uh, those, those two really stick out. Um, your dad, is his rib okay now? I don't know. He's, he's still breathing. <laughs> I got to ask you so many questions about this Giants team, too. Real quick, because I have yeah. to. Uh, how do you Fire feel away. about Eli's, Eli uh, towards the end there? I mean, you got to see him from the beginning towards the end. Um, you know, obviously the end did not go as well as anybody wanted. But when you go back and watch the two Super Bowls that he won, which I did, you realize he really could do no wrong after those two Super mm-hmm. Bowls. There, there's nothing that he could have done. I mean... He, he could have shot my mom and you know Eli we would love he could have broken your dad's rib well I I took care of that Um, (laughs) he was just he really handled himself beautifully through his entire time as a giant yeah he he threw some really weird passes he made some really weird decisions but unless you've played quarterback uh, far be it for me to question him yeah was he Tom Brady no I mean Tom Brady's a unique athlete but he got me those those two championships and mm-hmm. uh, and those memories with with pops that I will never uh, that I will never forget. You know, he, he gave he gave me some great memories. And you know, when when I'm 70 and I look back on these times, I'm not going to remember the time he gave up four interceptions to the Vikings. Right. You know, in a game, I'm going to remember the Super Bowls, and those are happy things. Number 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 one. Five four. Number one. Speaking of happy things, Abby Hornacek, <laughs> I am so excited for your number one. I Wouldn't it be funny if she told, did like a 180? She's just like, family funerals. <laughs> we, we love the funerals in that Hornacek. Wow. Well, it really brings people together, doesn't it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's funny you say happy because it's this thing called the joy box. Uh, again, it's a Christmas tradition. During the month of December, I got to give, I just want to step back. These were probably all my mom's ideas. My mom is just a saint. She is a wonderful woman. So it's called the joy box. And during the month of December, we take whatever something, if something happens to us that brings us joy, whether it's a person or situation, we write it down on a little piece of paper and we put it in this box called the joy box. Then on Christmas Eve, we open the box and sit in a circle and each pull out a piece of paper and start reading all of the things. And it's really great because for us, you know, 
Christmas, you think about presents and gifts and giving gifts, receiving gifts, but it's a good way to maintain gratitude during a holiday season that's about much more than gifts. So I think that was something that I'm really appreciative to my mom for doing, and, and we still do it today. And it's, it's really great. It brings me a lot of joy, and it brings everyone else, hopefully, a lot of joy. That is awesome. That like is a Giants beautiful. game. You know, I would write down all of your Giants games with your dad in there. The Giants games don't bring me joy. Back that train up. They are a, a horrible football team right now. And even when they're good, they cause you a lot of stress. This isn't like a fun experience. It's mm. a memorable experience. But one day they will bring you joy because <laughs> maybe, maybe like 15, 20 years. Well, what is your number up. one? Number one is sort of all of yours rolled up into one. Christmas and Christmas Eve traditions. Uh, I'm a huge Christmas guy, much like you're a huge Christmas gal. And um, just I prefer the term lady folk. Lady folk. Well, well nice callback there, Hornacek. <laughs> Good for you. Hornacek's going to be appearing at the comedy store once it's done. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Christmas Eve, Christmas. And I, I sort of go through the years because obviously it has evolved over the course of time. I'm a little bit older than you, Abby. I'm 104 years old, so I knew the original Santa. Um, but, you know, obviously, I, I, I think back to the first Christmases, I remember going over to my both grandparents' house houses on Christmas Eve. We do one grandparent, then we do another grandparent, and the second grandparents where we'd have all the the, the, um, the Italian seven fishes and do all that. And then we'd go home and curl into bed because Santa would arrive the next morning and then Santa would arrive. We'd open up the gifts and everything would be fun. Um, and then everybody would come to our house for the main Christmas day celebration. There have been various permutations of that. We went to my uncle's house then because my grandparents passed and all that other stuff. And now it's a completely different tradition. And it all is based around the little the little niece. And we now go to my wife's family on Christmas Day. Still try to do Christmas Eve uh, with my family, but again, it's all all subject to the to the little uh, the little imp. And of, of course, as as families grow, this is going to change. And you don't have necessarily the same interaction with all your cousins that you once did because you know everybody but one cousin is married, and and he's in a serious long term relationship too. And we've got a lot of kids sort of uh, you know crawling all over the place. Is this niece your cousins. only niece? My only niece, yes. Uh, um, we'll be expecting a new niece uh, at some point soon on, on my, my wife's side of the family. That's now public. It's it's confirmed. Yes. A lot uh, of like, girls. We hope, they, we hope. Right. that's great. That's really- I'd be, be telling my brother-in-law some new information if he listens to the podcast <laughs> that he's going to be a dad. Um, but, you know, oh, I'm at that stage. Thank you. Thank you. I'm at that stage of life where, you know, the families are going to grow and there's going to be new traditions. Uh, but the thing I think is so important that, that you mentioned is your mom really instilling these things in your family and and carrying them through. And I think that's so important for my wife and I to do going forward, especially as relatives get older, make sure that we instill our own traditions while carrying through um, our new traditions while carrying through the old traditions and really making sure that our kids and our nieces and our nephews all get that, uh, that fun, that fun experience that we all had growing up going forward. Yeah, and those are the things that you'll remember for your entire life, whether they stop right. and then start again, whether they stop in general because it's too difficult. They're, they're things that bring you a lot of happiness as you get older, and then you can pass on to your own kids. 100%. One day. Or your nieces. That said, <laughs> I, I do want to spend one Christmas with the Hornets. You you are welcome anytime, Todd, and I would love to spend every single fish... Sea, seafood festival? Seafood festival. with the Hornets. Uh, I feel I feel this connection through Zoom. 
I'm really Fox excited Na- for this. Fox Nation goes to the seafood festival. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Can I report on the seafood festival? Do it. Done. Wow. Go live. This is going to make my career. I am Done. so excited. This is um, hard to say. <laughs> unfortunately, I think we have to end. So now it's my turn to yes. read the script. So hopefully I do as well as you you did. Anchor away, Hornacek. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or at foxnewspodcast.com. Let us know your top five. Todd would love to hear it. I would love to hear it. So please tweet at Todd. He loves those tweets. You've been listening to Fox Top 5 on the Fox News Podcast Network. Thanks so much for joining. And we'll see you next time, I guess, or listen to you. They'll they'll listen to us next time. How do we end this thing, Todd? Um, We end by saying, go America. Go America. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.